Hello, and welcome to Heartpoint, a one-on-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your friend and editor, Zach, and this is the fourth volume of The Best of Heartpoints. This one covers the second half of the Blood Gold campaign, and this will be the last Best of episode for our regular campaigns. I'm planning to do a few more for some of these special episodes we did, um, but I haven't listened to those in a while, so we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy. I... How does Marin wake them up? She kicks Sorrel's foot. Uh, Lightly. I'm not trying to, like, maim anybody. Yeah. Sorrel kind of... Her eyes still closed. She kind of just... <sighs> Obviously, I kick her again. I continue to kick her until she wakes up. Not, not, give me some more. I'm still sleeping. I just keep kicking her until she wakes up. I literally just keep kicking her. <laughs> um, how how long? You're are you? You're just tapping her foot. No, I'm kicking her. I want to be clear that I'm kicking her. I'm not tapping her foot. There's a difference between tapping and kicking. There's a little bit more force with kick. There's a swing back. Oh, I see. I am kicking her. I see. I'm just kicking her foot. Again, I'm not like trying to maim her, Mm -hmm. but I am kicking her. There is force behind every kick. Okay. Uh, Then, yes, eventually she goes, she kind of scrambles and she goes, oh, oh, wait. um, Oh, hey, Marin. Is it morning? Good morning. Good morning. Meet me downstairs. And then I go downstairs. Okay. Now sounds like a good time for condition checks, probably for you. And you don't wake up Akraya? No. Okay. She's being salty. So I'm not waking her up. All right. Sarah will wake her up, I'm (laughs) assuming. Fair, fair, fair. Don't be salty. We need money. Plus, what am I going to do? Kick her? So she's salty more? I don't want to deal with more saltiness. Also. Also. I, I know our, our listeners sometimes listen to this and enjoy these these little asides. But as you were describing Sorrel waking up, I literally had almost PTSD flashes to waking you up. <laughs> Very similar process to waking you up. It's insane. So there's an aside for those of you that care. Zach sleeps forever. You got nine. Yes. Um, I think you can use multiple fumble points. Do you have any more? Yeah, I have one more. I get it. Ten. Hold on. Should we? Ch- nope. Should I've, we nope. We've rules? said it. Nope. We've said it. No. Rules are just made up. Rules are just made up. Don't look it up. It's fine. I got it. Ten. <laughs> I did it. Put it away. <laughs> You're so angry. Because I'm You're pretty so- sure the rules say that I have to call it before. Is what I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? I'll what- let you use. Yay! Two. Don't expect me to always let you Rules are bully made up. me. Rules are made up. You can't bully me. It's not bullying. It's peer pressure. They're not the same thing. Bullying is composed of four com- four components. First, someone needs to be hurting you, either your feelings or your body. Two, it needs to be happening multiple times. So either intensely multiple times in a day or over a period of time they have to have power over you in some capacity and there's another one that i forget i should know this i'm the school counselor i should know what all four components are and i forget what it is well 
you yelling at me about rules fits three of those three things. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't have power over you. You're the GM. Do you not? Diana has power over Zach. Yes, the player does not have power over the GM. Mm. The GM holds the power. Mm, I don't agree with that distinction. Mm. I think it'll make combat more engaging, at least for me personally, uh, is we're going to roll initiative at the top of each round. Okay. Uh, Instead of having one initiative through the entire combat, we will roll initiative each round. I'm ready. Which affects feints in a way. We're going to try. We'll try. We're going to try. Have I ever fainted? No. I don't deceive. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't know how. I don't really understand how it works in role play. I just hit things with axes. That is what I do. Don't worry. It's not going to affect the faint too much. Because <laughs> I won't do it. Watch this be the only time I actually try a faint. I d- it just doesn't make sense to me. What what doesn't make sense? Just a, just hit the thing. <laughs> just hit the thing. Just try to hit the thing or run away from the thing. Just hit it. That is fair. That's that... my tactic anyway, which has worked out very well so far. None of my characters have died on the show. Or in gameplay? Have I killed a character ever? A player character? Yeah. Uh, Red Robe Lich, your first <gasps> character died. That's right. I think that might be it. I think that might be the yeah. only player character to die in hard points. So, which means, just hit the thing. Just hit the thing. Just be full on. Don't be sneaky. Just hit the thing. And just, like, be tenacious about it. That's apparently the answer. Just keep hitting the thing. And you'll get there. These are life lessons, guys. Hit the thing. Be in front of it and hit it. Don't be scared. Don't be sneaky. Don't be defensive. Just, like, accept that your character's going to die and, like, do the thing. Because then you probably won't die. Unless the thing is me. Don't hit me. You can run away from me. That's fine. I'll run away from you, too. Actual Diana has never been in a fight, and actual Diana does not want to change that. I bet you'd do I would do terribly. Nope. Mm, I'd be really, really (laughs) bad. I know exactly what would happen. I would fall to the ground, immediately cover my face, be in the fetal position, and just wait for it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i would be crying because because the amount of anxiety and like tension from this would just be too much for my body to handle so i would just be sobbing and all that would have to happen is someone would have to flinch at me you know that like that move mm-hmm. where you like you flinch mm-hmm. I, I don't is that flinching anyway someone would do that to me and i would cry and be on the ground immediately i am not a tough lady and I don't think anybody looks at me and goes, she's a tough gal. I don't think anybody does that. I think everybody looks at me and is well aware of the fact that I look like a fall crier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Marin's not like that. And the way you described pouring out the water out the window, it sounded like you wanted to do something. No. Oh, okay. I'm, ju- I'm literally just emptying the bathtub. Like, I'm being nice to the people. So that they Yeah, so that they don't have to do it again. All right. That's nice. And yeah, afterwards, you are, you're, you're feeling good. You're feeling clean. It's the first bath you've had in several days. Mm-hmm. And when, let's see, when did I start tracking the date? So it's been at least, so episode 12, it was the seventh day of the month. And now it is the... Much later than the seventh day. And of course, my Google Sheets is all messed up. And now it's the 13th. So it's been at least like two weeks since you bathed. No. Why? 
What? What? The seventh and the thirteenth? That's not two weeks. Yeah, but that was uh, episode twelve. Was oh. the seventh? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while. To- Hold on. She's not filthy. She like wipes herself down. It's still gross. Yeah, I'm just saying she's not like she's not. A she's, disgusting human being who never, ever cl- cleanses herself in any capacity. She wipes herself down. Listen, there's only so much bee goo and mud and... I agree. And I'm just saying she's mushroom not, man. She's not walking around, like, looking like a totally different colored person. Like, she's... She wipes the mud off of her as much as she can. She doesn't look like a mud person walking around. That's all I'm saying. She okay. might have when she walked into this town, specifically. But the day before this, I'm just saying. She's not, you know, like an 11-year-old boy who's starting to stink and doesn't know it. Like, she knows it. Okay. I didn't think I had to specify that. But now I'm specifying it. She's not gross. I, b- I believe you. She's just old and hardened. Since it's uh, it's woods, so that's level Eight. That's difficulty eight. What? It's woods. I thought you just described grasslands. No, you're going through the. You're going through the. Forest. I thought that was ahead of us. Uh-uh. I thought we were in the plant. Oh, sorry. That was my poor description. No, I'm sure it was my bad listening. So Melur, no, not at all. Melur is to the west, and the west is the pine forest. Felm was to the north. Did you hold on? Stop. Huh? Did you just make all of this harder? Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> It was always going to be hard. All right. Tell me. Just tell me the number and then tell me I failed all of them. No. Well, because here's the thing. If you make it heavy rain, then I don't get my plus two. You described heavy rain. Oh, you don't get your plus two with heavy rain. Mine is just to rain. You're Uh, making it heavy rain. You made it so much harder. So Sorel and I both rolled nines then. And Okreo rolled a seven. You're just shitting on us. I'm. Just, we we did the. We interpreted the cards together. Yeah, you just interpreted that interpretation and made it hard. Okay, so we're getting poured on. We did not expect this. Everything is wet, because that's like that's a difficulty of eleven. Yeah. We did not. None of us got an eleven. Nobody got it. It would have actually been impossible for Akraya to get an eleven. It's impossible for her credit to get an 11. She rolls very slow. Okay. Anyway, I don't like the face you're making. Because you're making the like, uh-oh, but too bad face. No, I'm making the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, to... it's fine. We just get wet. Everything just gets wet. It came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting it. Yeah, I think, yeah. It... And no one likes a wet, annoyed person. I believe we ended the session with three failed rolls three failed journey checks yes uh did we have everyone's hp as a result of those no i hate this game i hate this game (laughs) how am i supposed to do anything my eight the cobalt's hp is six right six it's six how do you do anything at six you do nothing at six mine's not much better I hate this game. <laughs> so why does why do things get bad? We're wet. We are wet <laughs> on a journey that we don't want to be going on. None of us want to be going on this journey. And we're wet. No one likes to travel wet. We've got wet leather. We're all wearing 
wet. When was the last time you wore wet leather? You'd be angry too. Your HP would be halved too. Wet leather shoes that you can't take off. You've probably only got one pair of socks. That's how you get trench foot. I, I va- I'm vaguely aware of that as a World War One thing. Isn't it too? I don't know. It was in Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers was two. World War Two. Yeah, you're right. Don't come at me about Band of Brothers. You know, you know, I love my Dick Winters. Their energy is... It's weird. Right? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird energy. And I think she, her and Sorrel are kind of... Uh, are sticking back a little bit as they, as y'all continue on, especially because your behavior in the camp was a little weird. I know it wasn't a bug. I'm looking at you. What? Diana's looking at Zach. I know it wasn't a bug. Can I ask what you think it was? I don't know. The god, maybe. Or an invisible foe. I considered an invisible dinosaur. (laughs) Okay. Or one that's very good at camouflage, which I guess would be the same thing as an invisible foe. I just don't trust you, is what it comes down to. You are my enemy, that not is, my co, not my co-podcaster, but my enemy, and I don't trust you. That is, listen, that is not a healthy way to approach our collaborative storytelling. Oh, really? That makes me trust you less. Your competitiveness is... The reason I don't understand people, I don't understand why people listen to this show. It can't be good. I'm too, like, mean. Okay. You are not. You're just very skeptical of my intention. <laughs> always. I don't, I always expect you to sabotage me. Listen, the only time that I ever got real close to ruining our show was when I almost killed Sophia. That was the only yeah, that, time that I got like really close to, to to really screwing you over was when I accidentally almost killed Zafia. I I don't th- okay we have to move on from this, but I don't think that's what happened anyway. So we're walking. So we're walking, and the energy is weird, and the energy is super duper weird. So it's still it's still very dark out. Um, you can see there is some light from the moon in the forest. And this kind of string is is floating outside of your tent and it's caught in a draft and it's kind of like floating upwards. Do I see an end? Uh, yeah, you, you're like following the... No, you... I'm not going outside. Okay. I'm sitting upright. Can I see the end? Yeah. Okay, what do I see at the end? Nothing. Just just the end. Just, uh, just it drifts off and stops and it's kind of like floating up. Okay. I break off the string. I don't want it attached to my tent. Okay. Yeah, I do that. Okay. I probably do it with my spade because it's never far from my body. Yeah, so you just brush it off? Yep. Okay. And then I go back to sleep. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to do something else with this. But uh, but what you've done, I just want to be clear as to what you've described, right? What you described was a wilderness woman waking up, seeing a spider web. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Am I supposed to do something different nope. with that? No, nope, it's fine. I it's if there fine. was something on the other end of it, I would have done something, but you said there was nothing on the other yeah. end. It wasn't connected to a tree or anything. It was just going out into the world. Yep. Then it's a broken spider web. I broke it. It's a spider web. They no. exist. Not everything is supernatural in this world, right? No. no, no. Not no. everything is a god. No. You're right. 
You guys can't see this giant look of disappointment on his face. I've clearly broken his dreams, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this. It's disappointment in myself. It's disappointment in myself is what it is. Because you thought I, for a moment, a moment that Diana would do something different. No, well, no, it's it's that I should. Yeah, no, that is what you do. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's what you do. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I thought that would work. Did you prefer? Would you prefer? We can wreck on this. I get out of my tent and no. I look longingly at the spider string. Nope. Wishing for all of the connections that I could have made. My <laughs> life is exactly like this string. Just blowing listlessly <laughs> into the wind. I am a product of the environment. I have no free will in this situation. Is this what is that would be, would that be preferable? Would you like me to monologue? No, you're good. <laughs> I'm sorry if I broke your heart. No, you're I no, you didn't. It's totally it's it's me. <laughs> it's like what did I think was gonna happen? No, yeah, that's what that's what's gonna happen, Zach. What do you think was gonna happen, Zach? And as Sadine Ross sits on his throne, there's a tiny little spider hanging from a thread in front of him. And he says, I don't understand. I keep sending her all sorts of... I'm trying to help her out. It costs me the Ryujin of this game, Ryutama, life points to send her messages, to send her spiders, to try to warn her and give her signs. And she... Just, just ignores me every i don't understand, I, don't understand. I, I just don't know what to do it is my limited capacity as the ryujin of this game ryutama to send her small messages in the form of my transforming creature shape and i just can't seem to get through to her i don't i don't quite understand <laughs> and then we cut back to marin and Sorel and Akreya trekking through the pine forests. <laughs> that was so uncalled for. <laughs> Just to call me out like that. So uncalled for. <laughs> this is terrible audio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You hear some shifting in that den, and you hear Sorel whisper, Marin, Marin, are you up? Marin, are you still awake? Marin whittles. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. So Marin is whittling. Um, so I think you, like, I think Marin just, like, does, like, a long, like, knife scrape to, like, indicate, like, she. I think she does that, and she goes, mm-hmm. And you hear Sorrel kind of scramble out of of their den and kind of into the more central area that that everyone has dug out together. And she goes, "Um, I, I can't sleep." Okay. And there's kind of this period where you can just hear the rain falling on the tarp. Marin continues to whittle. I think Sorrel has asked you how many wyverns you've killed before. Yeah. But I don't remember if you answered. I know that we talked about dozens. Yeah. But that's as far as I've gotten. Yeah. Um, Let's assume yes. Yeah. Because I think I did. I think I said dozens to them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, 
Cicero says, have you ever slain a silver wyvern? I think you hear like an intake of breath. You hear that long pause and Cicero, and um, Marin goes, not by myself. But you've done it. Mm-hmm. Was it hard? Mm-hmm. It's not an experience I'd like to repeat. Certainly not by myself. But you're not by yourself, right? You have me and Akraya. But neither of you has ever slain a wyvern before. There is a long pause. And then Cheryl says, No, but I wish I could have. I know. And then I think she crawls back into her little den. Marin continues to whittle. I actually think you hear a knock on the door as you're as you're thinking about how annoying Akraya has been over mm-hmm. the last couple of days. You hear a knock on the door. And you can already tell just based on like where the sound is coming from. Yeah. Like the sound is coming from like three feet up the door. Well, so. and also she's the only one who knocks on my door. <laughs> yeah. She's the only one. Sorrel just barges in and no one else bothers me. So I think I like square my shoulders and open the door. Uh, and standing there is Akraya. She's got uh, her book of rites and spells in one hand and her satchel in the other. And you know that this satchel contains the golden egg of the dragon Aurelirion, which you have promised to take north. Mm-hmm. And Akraya uh, looks up at you and she goes, um, the weather's bad again today. Yes. It doesn't look like this wyvern is leaving. Can can I come in? No. Marin. Fine. <laughs> I said no, and I think I was already stepping aside. She she comes in and she uh, sets her book down on the table, and it, I think this is a very modestly furnished room. Mm-hmm. There is a single bed with like hay and feather mattress. It's got like a layer of hay at the bottom and a la- like a very thin layer of feathers. Oh, fancy! I mean, they went. Fa- My mother slept on hay. She did not sleep on feathers. Well, this is mostly hay. I'll say it's mostly hay. My my grandmother had access to chickens and my mother slept on hay. So <laughs> I'm just saying that's fancy. And there is probably like a small wood stove and maybe a, a chair and a, and a table mm-hmm. uh, in this in this little room and the window overlooking the street where all the rain is coming down. And Akraya walks over to the ta- the chair and she kind of climbs up into it and sets down her book and her satchel beside her. Uh, she intertwines her clawed fingers. Akraya is. Have we mentioned in this episode yet that Akraya is a kobold? Not yet. I don't okay. Akraya is a kobold. <laughs> she is a small uh, gold and red kobold. She is the daughter of the dragon Aurelirion, a great gold worm that was slain. And she has blood red highlights that, betr- that uh, show her. Uh, red dragon heritage as well and she has her her fingers kind of intertwined and she sits down and she goes on we have a problem sorel has fallen under the weather 
I'm trying to treat it with my herbs, but most of what we collected in the forest last time has gone bad. We may need to go shopping to, to try to get her back up to 100%. Okay. That was the whole purpose of taking this journey of doing the mail delivery was so that we had a little bit more freedom with some of the things that we could do because it got us coin. So, yeah, let's get Sorel back on her feet and then let's get the hell out of here. The door opens and it is Sorel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looks terrible. Yeah. Sorel is another kobold. She is uh, also a gold kobold daughter of Aurelirion. Uh, her parentage is uh, with an iron wyvern. And so she has sort of iron tinged horns. She has a little bit of red, almost rust colored, oxidized iron on her throat. And when she opens the door, her eyes are red and uh, the eyelids are drooping a little bit and her little dog nose is running. I'm okay. Listen, <clears throat> no, we can, I'm going to be fine. I say we just uh, start Get going. the hell out of my room and Marian. go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. Get we, out, get out, get out. Get out. I don't want what you have. Get out. Marian, go Marian. away and go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Terrible. <laughs> and Sorel walks out and Akrae turns back to you and goes, I agree with you that we should be moving as quickly as we can. We should, we've, we've spent a long time in Melior and I think we should move out. Well, I think first we need to fix the walking plague. Yes. And yes. then, yes, let's let's do that. Would you like company? No, not even a little. Please just stay here. Tell me what I'm looking for. Okay, I will make a list. So do you have any sunset grass, sir? Sir. What? Sorry, what? Do you have any sunset grass? Yes, I have sunset grass. This man threw a dart at me. Of course I have sunset grass. Is that what, that you need sunset grass? I need sunset grass. Yeah, I can, yes, I have some, I have sunset grass. Could you get me that sunset grass right now, please? Um, uh, what do you need it for? My sick- A kobold. My, yes. A kobold. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll trade it for you. I'll trade it with you. What would you like in return? Oh, uh, a story. A story. Mm-hmm. And if you could get me that whiskey over there, get get me a, that whiskey. Um, I will give you the whiskey after you get me the sunset grass. I'll get you the sunset <laughs> grass after you tell me a story. I th- That's a perfect order. I will tell you a story. You will get the sunset grass. I will give you the whiskey. You expect me to listen to a story without a glass of whiskey? Yes. Okay. And Marin kind of looks around sheepish, sheepish, sheepishly mm-hmm. and decides to start telling some stories of her as a winter- wyvern hunter. I think she just starts like, well, I was a wyvern hunter and one time... While hunting a wyvern. Mm. And then she kind of goes into a story that I don't have. But she kind of tells a story. Nothing crazy, but 
a fun story nonetheless. <laughs> Maybe it's a story, you know what? It's probably a story she tells around like like a campfire while drunk. You know how everybody has that like one pull out like, well, this one time this crazy thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I think she pulls that out. Okay. I'm going to ask you to face danger no. with, I think with wits. No. Well, you didn't want to tell me the story in character, so we're going to have to make I a mean, roll I mean, do you it. want me to? I can. I'm not, I don't, I'm bad at this. We're going to have to make a roll for it. Diana doesn't, Diana doesn't think of stories. That's why you're the GM. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's, what is your wits? Two. It's not terrible. That's, yeah, you're, you got, you not terrible. got it. No, I don't. Don't fail me now. Oh, wow. They failed me terribly. These dice are gone. They're done. Oh, that is rough. That's real rough. That's I, real I, rough. I super failed that. There's no mm-hmm. way I could. Mm-mm. Nope. I super failed that. These bad dice. But that's why I stopped using the metal dice. They never worked <laughs> for me. That's right. Let's see. On a miss, you fail. Pay the price. Well, I think Wardius. Pay the price has some pretty interesting stuff. Wardius listens very, he listens to your story and he's, he's nodding and his eyes kind of close a little bit and they pop open and he goes, that was a terrible story. That was... I never claimed to be a storyteller. Very boring. Well, you should have told me that before we agreed to our transaction. I'm sorry. I started with a wyvern hunter, not a storyteller. I'm not a bard. You'd think that a, that a wyvern slayer would have some tales to tell. I'll make you a different deal then. Okay. And he reaches over and he grabs a pipe and he starts packing the pipe. How did how did a wyvern slayer come across a pair of kobolds? If I tell you, will you give me the grass that I need? Sunset grass that I need? If you, I, I'm just I'm trying to make conversation. I don't get many visitors. And you come to my house asking for help, and I just want to have a conversation. I don't see why it's so difficult. All right, fine. Keep your secrets. I, I will tell my secrets if I can get the grass. I'm in a bit of a hurry. I have something else I need instead, then. Okay. In the backyard, there's a warren of rabbits, and I want to have rabbit stew for dinner. So, you go get me a rabbit, and I will... Give you the grass. That sounds fair, but I would like to push my luck just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I can find pink fish liver? Of course, I have pink fish liver. Perfect. Throw that in the mix and I'll get you a rabbit or two. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, okay, sure. I'm not doing anything with it. I don't know any kobolds. Perfect. She just heads out. She can kill things. She can't tell stories, but she can kill things. Is it still, oh, no, you untied it, right? Mm-hmm. You untied it so that you could read it. And you're lying in bed and you start reading it out and you don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Th- these characters don't even look familiar to you. But as you look over them, you're, you feel like you know the syllables. Mm-hmm. You, you utter the syllables without even knowing what these characters are. But you're, you manage to speak them. And as you do, they kind of um, light up in the silk and turn white. And when you read the whole thing, this red ribbon turns in your hands into cobweb. It just becomes this fragile silken web 
in your hands. Mm -hmm. Did you leave the fire burning as you laid in bed? I did. Because I think my boots are still wet. I don't know if I said that out loud, but I did think it in my head. The fire dies. Like instantly? Mm -hmm. It goes out and the ribbon is is now cobweb. How, How do you react to this kind of sudden... I think if I had tried to do this in the sunlight before dinner, I would have like been really freaked out and I would have reacted very physically in my being freaked out. I don't know that Marin's a screamer, but I think she would have dropped it. She would have ran out of the room sort of deal. But it's nighttime. Whether or not she knew she was consciously thinking about this, she was thinking about this. I think she's scared, but she doesn't physically change at all. She doesn't do anything. But internally, I think she's like, what the actual fuck is happening? But she kind of expected something to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Were you lying down mm-hmm. as you are reading this? So you're just lying there? Yeah. Just like in the-, the dark now? Yeah. Marin Ghost, you finally steeled your courage. I don't know if this is canon. I don't know if we've said this before, but I do feel like Marin would sleep with her hatchet under her pillow. <laughs> that feels in it, character. Right? It does. It feels in character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever said it before, though. So it's she doesn't quickly go for it because she's holding these cobwebs in two hands. But I think she's like slowly turning her body to be able to grab her hatchet. I don't think she says anything, though. Have you lost Have you your lost tongue, tongue Marin? Marin? You called you for called me. For me. You heeded my summons. I didn't expect a response. She sort of like (laughs) half whispers it. Uh, No, of course you didn't. You offer honey and goods to the shrines that you pass without ever looking at what has been left for others. You read prayers and you think often of the shrines that you see, but you do not believe that the Pega are there to speak to you. You are the most atheist priest I think I've ever seen. I am not a priest. No, of course not. I am interested in you, Marin Ghosts. Why? Because I am interested in stories and in adventure, in walking through dark spaces. And you are walking with your head high, and I would like to help you. I don't need your help. That is why I want to help you. And then you hear a voice that goes, um, The siren's fruit didn't all die on the Andite Mountains. Just Priya and someone who called themselves Marin Ghosts. I turn and I look at what I think is going to be, what Diana thinks is going to be, one of my old team members. There is... A person in thick leather robes. Uh, They've got a conical hat. They are um, not quite as old as you, but they are, they're almost as old as you are. Deep wrinkles in their face. And you can tell that the clothes that they're wearing were once very fine, but Mm -hmm. are getting old. Mm -hmm. It is Orlans. I knew it. I knew it. It is Orleans of the Siren's Fruit. I knew it. 
your old wizard friend. I think emotions overtake Marin. Not like she's crying. That's not Marin. But I think you like hear an audible like, oh my God, it's you. She had a mission. There was a point to her doing all of this. It's gone now. She's walking towards Orleans. Yeah, she's breaking, like, she's kind of, like, breaking through the crowd, and Orlance kind of leans on the table as they, they pick themselves up, and uh, they hold out a hand. Marin's not going for the hand. Like, this is completely uncharacteristic. She is very much in her emotions. She's going straight for the hug. Oh, all right, yeah. Like, I know that they weren't exactly best friends, but, like, this is somebody from her past. Like, she's lived through some trauma, and this is somebody who knew her before the trauma. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, very emotional for her, but she's not a crier, so she's going for a hug, which is very awkward. She doesn't know how to do it well. Yeah. They hold out their hand, and you kind of, like, break that distance and go in for the hug, and they are like, oh, oh, oh all right. And they tap you on the back a little bit, mm-hmm. and they hug you, and they kind of put their hands on your shoulder and kind of push you back a little bit. They go, I did think you were dead. I almost died. I probably did die. Marin, the wyvern hunter, did die. I think Orland stands up and they take off their hat and they look around the the bar and they go, uh, attention, excuse me, everyone. And they do like a little prestidigitation. They make sparks fly from their hand to get everyone's attention, and now everyone in the bar is looking at them. Marin goes here of the Siren's Fruit, who met their unfortunate end on the Andite Mountains, would like to gather all of the Wyvern Slayers in the city together to go after one Wyvern. You'll all split the materials based on the kill, and any bounty that's been placed on the wyvern. What do you all think about that? Fuck that. No, what, what are you talking about? There's barely a bounty on its head. No, the, I'm not splitting this with all these assholes. Orlance sits back down. Wyvern hunting isn't a... She doesn't give a shit. They're an asshole. She's done. Whether or not they're actually an asshole is not the point. This is how she's feeling. Because she feels personally responsible for these other guys Mm -hmm. dying, right? So she stands up and she goes, "Uh, how many of you know someone who died trying to fight this wyvern? Show of hands. How many of you? Nobody raises their hand. You all know someone who died. Don't be cowards. There's no reason that more people in this town should be terrorized by this wyvern just so that you can get your name said somewhere. Marin Ghost was so famous with the with the Siren's Fruit, and now look at her. She chased fame, and now look at her. You could actually help people in this town if you got your head out of your butts and you actually tried. Instead of chasing fame, if you tried to help people, you might actually be better off. I'm too old to fight this wyvern. I will die. But you're not. However, none of you have the experience that Orleans and I have. If you would like to live... If you would like some help in living, ask us. I'm here for the next 20 minutes, and then I'm leaving this town. And then she glares at Orleans and walks back to the bar. What kind of denizens live in the forest 
that we could encounter. You've gone through this forest. I need you to explain the word denizens. My brain is not there today. What creatures live in the forest? What what threats Got it. Okay. might you find in okay. the forest? My brain wasn't there. I probably could have figured that out from context clues, but my brain wasn't there. Um. Well, there's like those animals that we came across, like those dinosaur animals that we've come across just like walking around. There's probably some in this. This forest isn't devoid of life. Yeah. So there's probably those gorilla thingies or those bird thingies. Oh, the equinapes. I totally forgot about the equinapes. Right? I mean, I don't know what's in this forest. We are further away from, you know, like, like, are we in bear country or mountain lion country? I don't know. Are they the same country? Yeah. I mean, they're not always. Like, but they're territories. Yeah. In in places where mountain lions are, I think there's t- there tend to be bears. <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania. I hear about bears. I'm from the cities of Pennsylvania, so I hear about these animals. I have no idea where they live. Deer. Deer are all I know. Mm-hmm. So there's deer. There, there are deer. There's, like, innocent animals that aren't going to, like, come at me. They're going to, like, skitter away. But if a deer comes at you, it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'll destroy uh-huh. your car. They're not yeah. trying to destroy your car. They'll, they'll mess up your car. Yeah. So I'm going to make... I'm going to... Right, the wyvern as a rare encounter. Yeah. The equinapes as an uncommon encounter. Okay. Very common. Biters or like snakes or something little that could hurt you in self-defense if you step on them and you could accidentally. You know, that's 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 where my brain is. Like mm-hmm. there's prob- there's a lot more spiders and snakes around you at any given moment than you think there are. I think we're like thinking of like fantasy creatures that you Wait, might no, have to fight. I, so here's the thing. I don't know any fantasy creatures, so I'm giving you real life creatures and then you have to match that with a fantasy creature. Okay. So I'm giving you A and you have to draw the line. You know those tests? You have to draw the line to the, the mm, B column mm, or the mm, 2 mm. column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm show. giving you snakes, <laughs> snakes and spiders or like venomous mice or something and you have to come up with something. Ooh, okay. We're going to say... Common is a uh, a rat wolf. Is that the a rat the size of a wolf, or is that a yeah. wolf the size of a rat? If, well, one of those would. They're both terrifying. <laughs> so don't don't sit there and be like, oh no, one is more terrifying than the other. A wolf. This is that duck question. A <laughs> that duck horse question. I don't want to be in a room with a hundred duck sized horses. Diana, that oh. will mess me up. If I'm in a room with a hundred rat-sized wolves, I'm dying. I'm dying. A rat-sized wolf is just a chihuahua. <laughs> okay, be in a room with a hundred chihuahuas. Tell me you're not more scared than being in a room with one like Doberman. I'm not. I'm not. You more have s- not spent enough time with chihuahuas. I guess I haven't. They are the ultimate guard dog. They have zero. They chihuahuas are the worst. Do you remember My Little Pony? I do remember My Little Pony. <laughs> There's um, that when the zebra comes to town and the ponies walk through the like. Plants. I did not. You watched this with our daughter. I did I not actually watch okay, it. Okay. So there's a zebra that comes to town and everybody thinks she's a witch and evil. Okay. Because um, that makes sense because she's different. She lives in the woods that no one's supposed to go in. Mm-hmm. And she lives past this like field of flowers that people all say is like bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because they don't have the knowledge. So that's what you learn. That's the lesson you learn is that like some people have more knowledge than you, but these plants make you like the opposite of what you are. Okay. So what if there's like, what if there's not like a physical thing, but if we walked in here 
there would be like, like the magic would fuck us up. We could do that. That's a different thing. That's is a trap. Yeah, I mean, that sounds more like a trap. Is that a, a trap? Than a denizen. Yeah. Okay, so what is a denizen? A person, a living thing. What if it's a, what if it's a reaction to a living thing? What if there is something sleeping and this is its like def- defense mechanism? Is like this magic fucks you up? I just a thought. We could. I mean, we can do that's that. Still that's still a trap. That's still a, that's still still a trap, trap. But we can do that if you want. No, I don't want to do any of this. I just want. To, <laughs> I just want to find yonder. I know, I'm just thinking out loud, and I don't know what a denizen is, and I keep forgetting what a denizen is. Uh, yeah, a denizen is is a person. Yes. Okay. What if they're? What if it's a dryad nest? What's the dryads? A dryad is a uh, a wood for a wood sprite. Oh, you. Oh, I'm like looking at our list of things that we. No, you mean like a like an actual, not actual, but in this world, what we think of as a dryad. Yeah. Because you made up all these other words. Yes, I did make up. <laughs> Equinapes and arbor raptors. I did not make up wyvern and myconids, and a rat wolf is just two you made, words. Those put are all together. made up. I've never heard of any of those before. Um, oh, but it, okay. But we have these open spots, we right? We do. Yeah, you're right. So we could add dryads. We could. We could have a dryad. This could be a dryad nest. It could be. The I'm really interested in this crit twist. Mm-hmm. I'm personally wondering if something else is going to come in and i drew this queen with a with a white serpent no no the dragon can't come no i refuse that's a really good twist that's a phenomenal twist and i'm mad about it i don't know if that's where your brain was going but that's what my brain i think that's where you really i mean the queen of the hive right a white dragon yeah that's kind of where my head's going. I mean, that's a good twist. So we've got two foes. And well, and they might start fighting the queen, but they're still going to be fighting us. And then there's going to be more kobolds. So, oh my God. so let me ask you this. Is this what we want to do? Do we want to bring in the worm? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is there a way for me? Is there a way for Orleans to start healing some of us? <laughs> <laughs> because I think that really matters. <laughs> Since I'm rolling so terribly. I think Orleans needs to at least give me like a bump, like one bump. Mm. I will take a single bump, just one. Orleans, Orleans will give you a bump because if Orleans, because if because we established that since Orleans isn't joining the fray, that that's kind of like what Orleans would do, right? Mm. And I know that that's not like written in. That's not like a character. That's not like a part of the rules. So we have to bend the rules a little bit for that. Yeah. So I think a bump, I feel like feels reasonable. But if we're gonna add. Potentially more kobolds and maybe definitely a dragon. I'm going to need more health and so is Osmer. And I'm going to need it to keep getting replenished because I don't have health potions. That's not a thing here. Unless we decide it's a thing and then I'm using my supply for that. So that's just too good of a twist to give up, I think. Right. It's too good of a twist. And it explains, like it ties in everything that we were thinking with this field that was also a twist. I think we have to. Okay. I think we have to. (gasps) No. Orlance stops in their tracks, turns and faces a tree, and they hold up their hands and put their hands together and then push them apart. And this tree splits in two, opens up, and there is what looks like a small room Mm. in between this tree. Mm -hmm. So a hidey hole. And they turn and they go, everyone, come on, in, in, in. 
And uh, this is a very powerful but pretty common spell called Sanctuary mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of like powerful wizards use. It is, it is. This is a very bare room that exists somewhere in the world that Orleans has opened up like a portal to. There is no other entry or exit. They can't change the exit, mm-hmm. but they can as everybody like runs in, including. Osmer. Yes, Osmer before Marin. And this space is barely big enough for Osmer. Mm-hmm. Orleans rushes in after everyone, takes their hands and closes them, and that tree closes shut. And y'all are in a basically, effectively a sealed like panic room. Mm-hmm. It is dimly lit with some little glowing stones along the top, like these little tiles that that glow uh, all along the the top corner and other and uh you can see there's kind of like uh like some bug out bag stuff uh but you can't really keep a lot in this sort of space the more stuff that's in the space the harder it is to open so there's just like some like super bare provisions marin i know that you only came with us because you owe us, you owe a debt, right? I know you didn't want to come with us, but thank you anyway for showing me what it's like outside. That I wanted to give you this, and she has made a uh, a little wooden doll of a kobold, like similar to the one that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as nice. It's kind of uh it's poorly made like the face is all kind of like uh it's like slanted it's like not carved symmetrically mm-hmm. the sewing on the body is really bad but it's this little uh kobold doll and she goes um i made you this um i know that it's not really your your thing but uh sorry Marin takes it and see what diana would say it's like oh no it's so fine look at you i can see all the hard work you did and stuff um so that's like my first instinct but that's not Marin's. i think Marin's is here's what Marin does Marin says thank you and then puts it on the inside of her poncho pocket closest to like her heart and i think sorel gets that and the caravan starts to move and there's the groaning of wagon wheels and the uh moaning of draft animals as People start moving out, and Osmer kind of nuzzles your shoulder, and the four of you start on your quest again to take this egg to the only place where it can hatch, to bring life into the world for someone who once saved your life. And the quest isn't over. You've still got a long way to walk. Thank you. 
for joining us for Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode, I think, 41? Four billion. Of the Blood Gold campaign? That seems about right. How are you doing, my darling? Well, I have a child strapped to my chest, and I'm watching a monitor of a toddler who has not slept in two hours. Oh, no. For the two-hour nap that she's supposed to have. Think she's falling asleep now, which is so fun because it's the end of her nap. Yeah, that's bad. So she's not asleep, but I think she's falling asleep. So that's how I'm doing. Yeah. So that's probably a pretty good transition to some announcements. Yeah. Heart Points is going to go on indefinite hiatus. It was an extremely difficult decision to make, but also an extremely necessary one because recording this episode took like two months to make happen and that's not fair to you guys to keep you on the hook like that so i've always heard that having a second child is not like one plus one Mm -hmm. it is an exponential growth in difficulty and i thought i got that um but i didn't (laughs) and also i think you know given circumstances of the world and everything going on It just makes everything a lot harder. Also, our two children are as opposite as could be. So there's a lot of juggling. There is a lot of juggling and baby wearing and screaming in my face. (laughs) There's a lot of that. So right now we cannot, we, we don't have capacity to commit to every other week episodes i don't even think we have capacity to say like once a month once every yeah it's like we have no capacity to commit to anything which is why we have to go on hiatus yeah we are not formally ending the show because i don't think ne- neither of us want to do that yeah we both dream of getting back to this at some point uh and hopefully some point relatively soon like We are going to continue thinking every day about how we can bring heart points back in some form or another. Uh, It may not look the same when it comes back, but I am pretty adamant that that I want heart points back as soon as we can bring it back. Fully agree. This is, this started as a way for us to kind of have fun together as a couple and now that we're growing our family it's going to be an amazing way to like bond as a family and also just like get some time away from children screaming in my face Mm -hmm. but right now they're just too young for us to be able to to do that really with any regularity yeah and this has been such a fun project for me uh just getting to spend time with you and getting to like play games and try a whole bunch of different games and be involved in the TTRPG community. Um, I've just had a ton of fun doing this and I, I don't want it to end, but it, we need to take a break. Yeah. This is the last heart points episode for a while. We hope that we will be back as soon as we can, but um, we just want to thank you all so much for listening And for all the support you've given us over the years, it really has made doing this project so much fun and so fulfilling. And I can't wait to do more. The people we've gotten to meet and the experiences we've gotten to have have been so 
so cool and so like expanding for us. It's, it really has just been an amazing opportunity. And I'm, I am sad that we're not able to continue it the way that we want to, but if we're going to do this, I want to do it right. And this, this just can't, we can't do it right right now. So thank you all for all of your support and for all of the amazing experiences and you'll see us around. We'll do stuff. Yeah. Yep. We're still going to be around uh, at our usual haunts online. Um, I'm trying to, you know, keep writing and keep designing. So, and, and uh, keep, podcasting we're, we're gonna we're gonna do stuff to all you parents who podcast oh my god how i don't know <laughs> like how i i i see other people who have like big right. families and are doing the like hardcore podcasting thing and i just have no so, idea how you do it so much respect for y'all yeah. so thank you all so much for sticking with us thank you all so much for enjoying and supporting Uh, It really has meant the world to us, and we can't wait to see you again soon. In the meantime, have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one.